If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump, right? Today's episode is a fun one. This is a special episode. We actually had Dr. Stephen Cabral back on the show uh, by popular demand. And in today's episode, we talk about why blood tests are overrated. Um, and we talk about other types of testing that can tell you more about your body than just a blood test. In fact, he actually did that with Adam, Justin, myself, and Doug. We did a hair test um, where he tested our minerals and heavy metals. So when you listen to the episode, you'll hear uh, all our health basically through that test. By the way, he's actually doing this crazy offer for our listeners. He's going to offer the same hair test to everybody who listens uh, that you heard here on the podcast or you're going to hear here on the podcast with me, Adam, and Justin, and Doug. Um, he's going to give everybody that hair test at 50% off. So what you do is you go on his site, uh, stephencabral.com forward slash mind pump. It's spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-A-B-R-A-L.com forward slash mind pump. You go there, you get the hair test, you get 50% off. By the way, that includes a one-on-one -on -one consultation. So you'll actually have somebody talk to you about uh, this test. So it's really cool. Go check that out. Also, this episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Blinkist. So if you like to consume information as voraciously as I do, like I love reading, but uh, sometimes I get bored of reading the same book. I want to read another book. Try Blinkist. You'll get 15-minute synopsis of uh, many of your favorite books. So you could learn all the juicy information and you don't have to spend that much time. In 15 minutes, you get the idea. Um, and you can consume many, many books every single week. It's really fun. It's a great site. I love the way they put this together. Go check them out. Head over to mindpumppartners.com. Click on Blinkist. Get a seven-day free trial and 25% uh, Excuse me, twenty-five off if you decide to sign up. Also, there's only four days left for the MAPS Power Bundle promotion. So that includes MAPS Strong and MAPS Power Lift together for $79.99. It's a huge discount. Normally, it would be $300. So if you're interested in the MAPS Power Bundle, go to mapsmarch.com. Dr. Stephen Cabral, welcome back. It's great to be here, as always. Yeah, you know, you're one of the most, of all the people we've had on the show, I get, you're probably one of the top people we get uh, comments on, positive, and people asking us to have you back on. And yeah, that or request about. more about. Yeah, so so glad, yeah, glad to have you that. back on. No, I mean, you're, and the thing is, too, like your community, for whatever reason, has just really responded positively, and uh, I, I truly appreciate that. It's they're really smart. Great. That's, <laughs> That's They're really good-looking. Our, our audience English. is smart. They're the best-looking <laughs> audience. Um, so um, let's start with this model of health. Um, I know you, you had wanted to talk or start talking a little bit about what this new model of health looks like. Um, let's start there. What does that mean? What do you mean by a new model of health? What's the old model? And why do we need to move to a new one? Yeah, the old model of health is what kept me sick for two years longer than I needed to be. So like many people, you have your medical doctor and they are essentially almost like a demigod. It's like whatever they say is, it is what it is. And if they don't know something, it's because it doesn't exist. So I certainly did that. I went to the best specialist in the world. Many people in your audience know my story. But for two years, I went from doctor to doctor. And these are Boston's best doctors. These are Harvard-educated, brilliant people. But when you were only running blood work, you can only see so much in the body. Because blood, unlike other fluids, which we'll talk about here today, is a homeostatic fluid. So it's very rare for calcium to be off, magnesium to be off, oh, any of your numbers to be off. Because it will just take it from organs, fat, 
bone, whatever it needs in order to be able to balance that. The best example is blood sugar. So all day long, your blood sugar is imbalanced essentially, but due to your state of what's called dynamic equilibrium, you just break down a little liver, liver glycogen when you need it. You can just pull it from your muscles if you get really depleted, but it's always going to maintain a level between like 75 and 95 if you're healthy. So what happens is blood is a great way to diagnose disease when your proverbial rain barrel is over, already overflowed, but it's not a great way to look at what your deficiencies are and what your toxicities are that ultimately lead to disease. Oh, and so the new model is taking people away from, not saying don't see your medical doctor, you should. Everybody should have a medical doctor, but there has to be a way to run other labs that share with you why one out of two men will have cancer in their lifetime and one out of three women. There has to be a way to know that you're going to have cardiovascular disease before you get it or high blood pressure before you get it and type 2 diabetes because those are the four main causes of disease and mortality. It makes up 75% of all deaths. And so we were just chatting about this before the show, but if you don't die from cardiovascular, type 2 diabetes, stroke from high blood pressure, or cancer, you won't live just about 75 years, you'll live 85 years. You add 10 more years automatically to your lifestyle, but also your quality of life goes up dramatically. And that's because there's most likely as a, a byproduct of that, you're living a healthier lifestyle and you don't have as much inflammation. And inflammation is the byproduct, or I shouldn't say the byproduct, but it's at least implicated with every disease that we know. Wow. So, okay. So to put it differently, essentially, by the time you start to notice things in your blood, things have already been happening for a little while. So what we're looking for, what you're talking about is looking more for the canary in the coal mine before mm. it gets real bad. Are there other ways, other things we can look at uh, to identify, okay, something's happening. Well, that, and he's also saying that it, you potentially could take basically Rob Peter to pay Paul in your, in your body essentially right if you're i didn't realize yes. i didn't realize that with your blood work i've assumed that that was like the gold standard to tell me if my levels were off so you're basically saying i could be low on magnesium um but it not show up on my blood work because it could be technically taking that from other organs 100 percent. i did and, not know that and it's one of the reasons too and this is a this is a really good example <laughs> so when people are over fasting your body will maintain equilibrium to a degree and then you'll start to go real downhill and become very catabolic we start to see that with uh, people getting more sunken in eyes or they start to, it's called the elbow breath. So they, uh, they start to lose more muscle mass on their limbs as they start to get older. Your body mm. just begins to compensate. And um, another great example is with women that are pregnant. We work with many prenatal and uh, pregnant women in our practice. Now, no matter what, their child that they are growing within their body is going to get all the nutrients that that child needs. But it will rob the mother mm. of a lot of those nutrients at the same time. So we want women to be on a prenatal diet to start to build up and fortify, not just their protein. I mean, that, that's important, right? The amino acids, but it's the vitamins and minerals and omegas that ultimately they're, they're going to use to create another life inside of them. And then it doesn't end after, after they deliver, they're now going to be breastfeeding. Many women will do that. And their body needs then another source of nutrients for not just their own nutrition energy, but their child's as well. So what's not looked at on blood work is, okay, what are all my mineral levels, not just inside of the red blood cells, but as your body's using what's called uh, the interstitial fluid. And that's what feeds your red blood mm. cells. That's what feeds all of your tissue. It also takes your waste. So we're looking at deficiencies in terms of minerals and your vitamin levels, which vitamin levels are important, but believe it or not, mineral levels that we're going to discuss in more more in depth here today are even more important because minerals almost act as enzymes and they're what allow your hormones and vitamins to actually be uptaken by your body. 
And the other part is omega-3 levels. So a lot of people believe like, well, I have fish a couple times a week or, you know, I do this and that. And, and so my omegas are okay. But it's much easier to be able to just say, is your diet providing this? Yes or no. If not, are you going to change your diet? If the answer is yes, great, here are the fish that you can eat. And if the answer is no, then you're going to use these nutritional supplements. So it makes it a very simple decision. We get to take dogma out of the equation, which again, there's conventional medicine dogma, then there's natural health dogma. What I'd like to say is what's best for your bioindividuality. Let testing show you what you really need. Yeah. How how big of a difference is that bioindividuality? Like, Do you have any examples of like how with one person, this works really well and this other person, it's the wrong thing? hundred percent. And this goes for every single food, diet, and supplement out there as well. There's foundational products that everybody needs. So you need a certain level of B vitamins, but let's say, okay, B vitamins based. I was just listening to talk the other day, again, really smart physician and, and was on point with what he was saying. But he was saying, if I know these five genetic markers and I know your blood work, then I know to the month when you're going to die. And I'm like, that's, you know, that is outlandish. Like that's completely <laughs> outlandish, you know, like it really is. And so, but, but I understand what he's saying. He's basically saying you're going to be predisposed to these diseases mm -hmm. based on your genetic markers and blood work. And if you're like the majority of people, well, you'll probably die around 74, 75 for men and 77, 78 for women. So I, I get it. And you can look at it like that. But the truth is that people who have, let's say methylation uh, defect in their genes, mm. their single nucleotide polymorphisms, the SNPs, need a little bit more folate, a little bit more methylcobalamin or denosylcobalamin or mm -hmm. B6, which is P5P. Now, those same people need more B vitamins. Every human needs B vitamins. They need their B9 for folate, their B12, uh, and they need their you know B6 as well, all of their Bs though, from 1 through 12. But some people need a little bit more than others. So all we're basically saying through bioindividuality is that we all need the same subset of nutrients, each human. Some need more and some need less. Now, the problem is the same people with methylation issues that have autoimmune issues and poor detox, you give them B vitamins, they start to feel amazing. So like, oh, little's good. More must be better. They start overmethylating that they get the same exact symptoms as they had when they were undermethylating. So it is all about just, I recommend essentially testing twice. You're going to test first to look at, from functional medicine testing, what are your deficiencies? What do you have too little of in your body? Then what are your toxicities? What do you have too much? Heavy metals, viral overload, Lyme, mold, gut issues, et cetera. Then you're going to get things balanced. And you're going to live on your normal diet like, hey, this is how I like to live my life. And then you're going to test one more time. And you're going to say, okay, based on how I live my normal life, these are the supplements I like to take. I'm going to continue to take them. Do I need a little bit more or do I need a little bit less? And then you're good. Like, you know what you need for your body as mm -hmm. an individual. Your question yeah. about methylation, I would like for you to explain that a little bit. Uh, just for me personally, I, I've been, uh, I do a lot of reading around creatine. I think it's a phenomenal mm -hmm. supplement. And I read that creatine can help people with methylation issues because we use uh, the process of methylation by to make creatine. Therefore, supplementing with it will allow your body to methylate better with the other things it needs to do. I don't know much about it though. What is this what, what is this process? So methylation is used with almost every enzymatic transaction in your body. It's used for detoxification, it's used in energy production, it's used in uh, mitochondrial function. <clears throat> and what your body has to do is take the food that you take in or nutrients that you take in. So for example, if you take in a pound of red meat, you'll probably get a couple grams of creatine right there, right? right. Or you can supplement with it. But everything needs to be processed through the liver. And that's essentially what we're talking about the process of methylation. 
Creatine is a little bit more complicated only because creatine helps the body methylate to a better degree. Okay. And it satisfies a lot of the needs that the body, the body already needs by taking in that creatine. So it's, um, it is a helper, but not the thing that helps with the methylation. Got it. So what would help with methylation? Well, for example, let's say someone takes in um, folate from food. We still have to turn that folate into methylfolate in order for our body to actually be able Got to it. use it. So and that process happens typically through the liver. And that's why if you take in, the, the craziest thing of all is giving people folic acid. So there's a good third of the population that that's toxic to but it's in every prenatal vitamin out there, unless it's a functional medicine formula. So if you take in folic acid, you are essentially filling up the spots that a methylfolate would need in order for you to use that product, which means you are blocking your body's ability to use folate in the first place, wow. which means you could still end up with the same birth defects in some women because they are, they have an issue with their MTHFR gene. And it's not just MTHFR, that's the popular one, but there's MTR, MMR, MRR as part of those genes. So the, the, the nicer thing is this though, if we know that some people have methylation issues and it's anywhere between like, so there's homozygous and heterozygous. If you're homozygous, then you're really occluded. You only get about, you get about 30% function. And if you're heterozygous, you get about 70% function. And there's those other people out there that are just fine. They could take in folic acid and they methylate it, no issues at all. That's why we can kind of look at different segments of the population. But if everybody just got a methyl folate, then everybody would be fine. So it's okay even for people who have no methylation issues. That's right. Same okay. with methylcobalamin. That's the scariest of all, B12. So B12 can be, there's a bunch of different forms of it. And essentially there's methylcobalamin, there's adenosylcobalamin, there's hydroxycobalamin. Cobalamin is the, the B12, the main the B12. from co cobalt. Right. Um, and cobalt is something we actually look at, but it's, it's such a small amount. I mean, we're talking about micrograms for okay. B12. So, but what is in your typical Centrum vitamin or anything you might find in like BJ's or Costco right. is cyanocobalamin. And mm -hmm. anybody can look this up. Cyanocobalamin sounds totally benign. No big deal but it's literally made from a cyanide molecule. Mm. And if you look up cyanide, the exact form of cyanide that goes into cyanocobalamin, it's used in chemical warfare, legitimately. <laughs> and so these are not things we want to be put in our body. And so they say, well, why is it allowed? Well, it's still a form of B12. It's just the cheapest form of B12. It's easy to, to make, and that's where the profit is. It's obviously 10x the price of creating one of these more functional medicine-based forms. And for most people, it doesn't cause an issue. And for almost... Nobody doesn't cause an issue the first time you take it. The problem is what the FDA doesn't study, nobody really studies the EPA, is the buildup of these things over time. Mm. What about injecting uh, B12? I know some people who can't absorb it properly, and so they mm -hmm. do like a once-weekly you know, sub-Q injection of it. it, does that, it, it still has to be the methyl version? Well, and so there are different genes, or I shouldn't say genes, because genes are pretty simple. Like uh, the genome is pretty simple but you're talking about 10x the amount of what's called proteins or single nucleotide polymorphisms, the SNPs. That's what can dictate, does someone absorb this form of B12 better or not? And, and typically it's, there's hydroxy, there's adenosyl, and then there's uh, methylcobalamin. Mm. So methylcobalamin is typically the injectable form. I have no issues with the injectable form. The only thing is it's not how you would naturally get it. Of course. That's that's the only reason yeah, why. Yeah. So I like to drip it every day rather than get a then big dose. Like a dosage. big bolus of it, you know, once a week or whatever. And people aren't absorbing it. That That's also a tip off. That's why I love hearing these stories because I can say, okay, you're not absorbing it. Well, then that probably means you have H. pylori. Yeah. Or you have low stomach acid or you have some type of 
you know, jejunum-based issue in the small intestine where you're not able to process that and break it down and, and actually assimilate it. That could be a vitamin K issue. That can be a C. difficile in the intestines. And if we know that, oh, this person's not absorbing it, why aren't they absorbing it? Okay, they're not absorbing it because they don't have the cofactors, which folate, magnesium, mm. these things are all important as well. Um, or there's a, an issue upline in the, in the GI. Oh, interesting. Um, you had earlier had said that men uh, are about 50% of us are going to get cancer. And women was uh, a third? One in three. One yes. third. Why, do, why are men at higher rates of cancer? Do we know? Men are at higher rates of everything, unfortunately. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Damn. We're expendable. Yeah. We've talked so, about this before. That's true. Cardiovascular <laughs> disease, uh, stroke, uh, diabetes, I would Where's say. Where's this patriarchal card? I haven't, I haven't <laughs> activated it yet, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and part of that is looked at as, okay, um, they're showing that even pregnancy and, and higher levels of uh, estrogen, progesterone can actually be beneficial uh, oh. throughout throughout life. Higher levels of testosterone can be non-beneficial. Men are typically pr uh, promoting or producing more norepinephrine and, and stress-based hormones. Uh, so there's a lot more stress factors and inflammation on men, especially cardiovascular-wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the number one killer of men is cardiovascular. Got it. So really- if you can prevent cardiovascular issues, which I believe every man can, even if you have familial, uh, meaning like genetic familial issues, that's the biggest one to look for. Okay. So blood work doesn't tell you everything you need to know. What do you do then? What, what, what are we testing? So in our practice for over a decade, we've been running something called the big five labs and none of them are our labs. You can get these labs through your local functional medicine doctor if they specialize in this, naturopathic doctor, but you can still, you have to run these through a doctor, but um, they're going to share with you, what are your hormones from not just blood work once in the morning. So what blood work once in the morning is great, but you need to run the other factors with hormones. So for example, men and women should both run estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, and cortisol throughout the day. Because you want to see your cortisol diurnal rhythm. You want to make sure cortisol is rising between six and eight in the morning and then falling the rest of the day. Is this the Dutch test? Is that what that's called? Well, it's like the Dutch test. <laughs> okay. um, you can certainly use that one. Okay. This one's saliva and blood drop. Got so it's, it. it's a little capillary drop from your finger too. And that's because, so if we're talking about these functional medicine labs, they're looking at your saliva, they're looking at your urine, they're looking at a blood drop, meaning just a, a finger prick, mm -hmm. and they're looking at stool samples. And we don't do the stool sample as part of the big five, although it's very valid for looking at gut testing. So the saliva is great for hormones because it's showing free hormones, which is what we want to test. Now, the thyroid can't be tested that way. And so there are each element of the body is tested a different way. So when you're looking at vitamin D, hemoglobin A1C, insulin first thing in the morning, and you're looking at thyroid, then you use the blood spot. So we do free T4, free T3, TSH, and TPO antibodies. So then we have the whole picture. Meaning that, and we look at insulin first thing in the morning and hemoglobin A1C, mm. which is a measure of your glucose over 90 days. Right. So when someone tells me their testosterone is off, I say, okay, that's interesting. Do you have your cortisol for the day, DHEA, estrogen? Because I want to know what's going on. Right. Okay. So someone tells me their <clears throat> testosterone is low. I say, okay, understood. Here's why. And we look at why. Okay. You have high test, you have high cortisol at night, low cortisol in the morning. Okay. So you're not getting a deep sleep at night, REM sleep at night, because you're not producing enough melatonin, most likely because you have high cortisol at night. And if I look at it, you don't have enough DHEA. Why don't you have enough DHEA? Most likely chronic immune stress or chronic stress in your life. And if you don't have enough of dihydroepiandesterone, which is the precursor to testosterone, there's no way that you can make testosterone. Like you just can't make it. You don't have the building blocks. So then we say, okay, well, what else is going on? Okay. 
testosterone might be normal, uh, DHEA might be normal, but your testosterone as a male instead of like a 0.7 for estrogen is a 2.3. I'm like, mm. whoa, you're mm. moving estrogen down the chart towards estradiol. And you're converting your male hormone to female hormone, predominantly female hormone. Mm -hmm. So you could end up with gynecomastia. You could end up with um, all sorts of the same like low mood. You could end up with issues like that. Or we could say, okay, your testosterone looks good. DHEA looks good. Estrogen looks good. Cortisol is still high. Thyroid seems to be low. What's going on? Oh, you're shifting now towards dihydrotestosterone. So now you're going to end up with in the future prostate issues, sure. hair loss, all sorts of issues. There. Okay. Very I really, I really want to get into our blood work right because I feel uh, stuff you're talking about right now. I feel like I'm so curious if you yeah. noticed anything like that in my mind because I've noticed things like that. Well, with, you did a hair, you did a hair test with us. You so actually, yeah, sorry, I got off track. I mean, I, this is this is what I loved. I mean, we do. Just in this hair tissue that we're going to talk about, we do 20,000 of these labs a year that I oversee. I mean, I believe that functional medicine lab testing is the future of, of wellness. I really believe mm -hmm. that. I believe that medical doctors are going to start bringing in some type of integrative health practitioner to use it in this practice because this is, if they care about their patients, mm -hmm. this is what helps people get well. So the big five is the uh, hair tissue that we're going to talk about in a moment that looks at all your minerals and heavy metals. You've got your uh, candida metabolic vitamins test, which looks at your gut function. That's a urine test and your vitamins. So it's a nice subset mm -hmm. and, and add on to this one. You've got your omega-3s to omega-6s to see your inflammation level, which we know right away for cardiovascular disease. If you just optimize your omega-3s, which is a 9% saturation in the blood and a three to one of omega-6s to omega-3s, not even a one to one, you decrease your chance of cardiovascular risk by 90%. Holy cardiovascular cow. death. Wow. It's, it's one of the most amazing studies out there. And even conventional medicine knows this because they now have a prescription for omega-3s. Yeah. They just use the wrong type. That's all. So what? <laughs> what, do they, what do they use? Well, the studies, sh the studies show that if you use a two-to-one of EPA to DHA, you'll get a better result. Because mm. EPA can be converted to the body as DHA, but it doesn't work so the other way. So we always like to say as practitioners, whether you're uh, an integrative health practitioner, naturopathic doctor, whatever you are, health coach, even, even nutritionist, your body is not to heal. Your, your job is not to heal the patient or wellness client. Your job is to give their body what it needs to heal. Right. Like I can't, okay, I'm going to fix this. No, I'm going to give your body everything that I see in terms of deficiencies and help you take out your toxicities like heavy metals. Got it. Mm. And so the last one of the big five is a food sensitivity test because a lot of this is due to gut permeability issues, an imbalanced gut, inflammation, which throws off your immune system. So yes, in the future, if you just fix those things, a lot of the food sensitivities will go away, but it's still good over the short term to know to eliminate those to right. cut down your total inflammatory load on the body. What are you testing with the food sensitivity? Are you looking at IgG antibodies? Yes, okay. Yeah. Now I've heard controversy around that. It really yes. doesn't, that, oh, it means something. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't really tell us, like, uh, like explain that a little bit, what the IgG antibodies are and why uh, that's something we should consider. So we used to test IgE, IgM, and we used to test IgG. So the IgA, IgE, we're looking at more of an immediate response to a food. So let's say you have a shellfish allergy. So that's more of an allergy, basically. That's right. It's mm. more of an allergy or it's a short-term reaction. So you have to literally put the food in your body and then run the lab test and then you can see. Got but it. you'll get hives, you'll get brain fog, you'll get you'll a know. headache, you'll, you'll know. So that costs twice as much. So we're, all right, we're going to get rid of that because what, what we care about is just getting the client the best results possible. IgM is an intermediary. Your body's starting to react to this from a delayed reaction, a chronic standing reaction. IgG is a delayed response, 24 to 72 hours later. So let's say we're recording this on a Thursday. Well, I could ask you, hey, do you know what you ate on Monday? And you might have no idea. Because mm -hmm. if you're eating three to four times a day and you just 
you don't know every subset sure. of that meal. So we test for those things. The controversy is this. Somebody would be like, well, I'm, I'm testing sensitive for the majority of things that I eat. And I would say, yeah, you are. And that's your immune system is actually functioning. It's showing what you're reacting to, but you have so much gut permeability that you're allowing these things into the bloodstream and your IG, IgG is just an immunoglobulin is reacting to it because they're taking your blood off of a card. It's a dried blood spot, which has a preservative on it. Then they have 196 different foods and vials, essentially the reactive component of those. They're dropping your blood in those and they're saying which ones react and which ones don't. And the reason why we know it, I mean, some of the biggest hospitals in Boston, like Boston's Children's Hospital uses this for kids with autism and allergies and anaphyl- like all these different things. So we, we know that it's working. Um, and the other big part is that we do something like the CBO protocol. We heal your gut. We seal up the gut afterwards. We retest the allergies 16 weeks later. They're not allergies, apologies. They're food sensitivities, mm-hmm. which is different than the anaphylaxis, which would be caused by a true allergy. And then they go down or they're gone. Okay. And so we can see the difference. While you're still eating the same foods, why don't they react anymore? Okay, your gut is now healed Got and it. sealed. Got it. Okay, so so in other words, uh, you do one of these tests, one food shows up. Yes. You may have a sensitivity to just that food. Or you do the test, a lot of foods showed up. All right, you got some gut issues going on because you're reacting to everything. That's right. Okay, that makes sense because the controversy was, well, yeah, if you react to these foods and you re- eliminate them, it doesn't make a big difference. But what you're saying is, look, if you don't fix your gut... If you're reacting to 15 different things, uh, it's your gut. It's not the food that's the issue. It's basically what you're saying. 100%. And it's it's the overall philosophy. My only goal is to teach people how the body works in terms of like the, the net balance of health in your body. So to me, health and longevity equals no deficiencies and no toxicities. And all we're trying to do at all points during the day, and our body does this for us, is create that equilibrium, that balance. Then it goes too far in one direction. We see the deficiency, we see the toxicity. Conventional medicine doesn't see it for five to 10 years on blood work, Mm. but it's already been there the whole time. Because disease doesn't exist. I mean, and I say that and people sometimes lose their minds because they they want to associate with their disease. The problem is if you associate with your disease, for example, like I had Addison's disease, type 2 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, POTS, myalgic encephalomyelitis, all sorts of issues. Mm. Like my body was a mess. Jackpot. So yeah, and, but the thing was like, how do you get all of those? You know, well, not great genetics, sure. That's, I'm prone to those things, but I don't have any of them today. It's been more than 20 years. So I don't have anything today of the same genetics because back then I had so many deficiencies from massive gut issues that I couldn't absorb the foods properly. And I had so many toxicities, candida overgrowth, H. pylori, SIBO, so much gut permeability that my body was a mess. It was Mm. so inflamed that my immune system was just massively imbalanced. And when that happens, okay, then genetics matter. You're expressing those genes that are there within you. So my goal is just to teach people the essence at a foundational level. And and I know that you do this on your show. You have to keep peeling back the onion. Of course. And so food sensitivity is a good example. That's more conventional medicine-based. If you think about it, okay, so I have a food sensitivity. It says I'm I'm allergic or sensitive to eggs. Okay, I'm going to take eggs out of my diet. Okay, well, but why are you so sensitive to eggs in the first place? Right. Like, that's a human nutrition. Like, that's pretty normal. Why don't we figure out why you're so sensitive to the dozen foods that you eat all the time instead of just eliminating them? Yeah, it's like it's like when a doctor, I've had clients come to me and say, oh, my doctor said I need to stop working out my legs because my knees hurt. And I was like, well, <laughs> well, yeah, they might stop hurting for now by not doing that, but that doesn't sound like a, a great option. Right, go to do something physical and now it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, you know, are there unique toxicities that we see in the modern world that we d- maybe don't see in other places? Like, what's bringing this up is I was reading this article 
um, the other day on uh, the Amish, and they live very, very non-modern lives. And I did not know that they had extremely low rates of cancer yes. and disease, which you know lends itself to thinking maybe we're being exposed to things in the modern world that are causing higher cancer rates and whatever. Are there specific things we see in the modern world, toxicities in particular, that don't exist in other places? Yeah, and the, and I love looking at the outliers. So for me, you know, what do I read a lot of? I read of like wh who is doing well right now, even in this modern world. And so when you look at the Amish or actually the Seventh Day Adventists, yeah, they have like the the best health living in the United States of of really anybody. Because mm -hmm. we could say, okay, the people in Okinawa are living to 100 plus years. Okay, but like we don't live in Okinawa. Sure. We're not farmers. Like we're not doing those types of things. So what we look at is they have a much simpler lifestyle. They are more communal and the foods they eat are also simpler. Like that makes a huge difference. So the nutrients we put in our body makes a huge difference. When you look at as, and even if you go back to like ancient Rome, the people who had more money and wealth and could have all sorts of different types of food and more food lived uh, less, you know, they didn't live as long as the people who worked the fields and they had less oh, to wow. eat. So there is this big thing of fasting, nutrients, not overdoing that that makes a huge, huge deal. Oh wow! And so, and that's definitely part of the modern world. It's uh, it's modern world's about excess. Excess, yeah, exactly correct. Lots that, of everything. That's one of the biggest things I point to, and then toxicity in general. We're exposed to far more toxicity. So, I wrote my book about three years ago. There was seventy-seven thousand man-made chemicals in the environment. That's what it was in the U.S. In Europe, there was about eight thousand allowed. It, there's now over 140,000 just three years later. Wait a minute. Three wow. years later, we've almost doubled it? Almost doubled it. Yes. Wow. What are the top offenders out of that list that you- So we still have with? the same pesticides, glyphosate, mm. you know, those types of things, right? We've yeah. got herbicides, fungicides, all those different things. But what we have now are new and so-called better forms of plastics and petrochemicals that are being introduced into the environment. So a lot of these are used to- Replace the ones that were also found uh, found to be harmful. Yeah. Right. So we oh BPA. Let's not use BPA. Let's anymore. replace it with this new one. Exactly. Which is just going to be found in five years to be toxic as well. Mm -hmm. And so and even in Europe they're allowing a lot more in. So we're exposed to that. Now the problem is this: like people always say, like oh you know what's this functional medicine detoxing that you talk about? Well the truth is like our body is detoxing every single minute of every single day. Mm -hmm. Literally we we take all of the quarts of blood we have in our body and we run it through this organ right below our right our rib cage, and it happens all the time. It filters all of our blood every six minutes. It's like an air filter that you put in your house, mm -hmm. right? Same thing. If you didn't do that, you'd be dead. Well. The problem is that our liver, and we talked about methylation earlier, is using all of those methyl donors and phase one and phase two nutrients. So phase one would be a lot of the antioxidants, B vitamins, and phase two are a lot of the um, um, sulfur-based amino acids, taurine, cysteine, N-acetylcysteine, uh, glutathione that we get from like cruciferous vegetables or certain supplements if we decide to do that. But we are now exposed to all of these things that's breaking our body down at a much faster rate. And one of the reasons why cancer is so prevalent. Cancer a hundred years ago was not a blip on the radar. Yeah. Not now, like it is now. Now I've heard mm -hmm. people say that that's because we live longer. Like if you live long enough, you'll get cancer. So of course we didn't get cancer a hundred years ago. We, yes. only, we only live till, our, till we're 50. But if we control for age, do we still still see a difference? Well, that, that's why I love that argument. Because when people see that, say that, I say, okay, but- that doesn't, that's not really true because they didn't take into account uh, childbirth 
and how only X number of children survived childbirth. So that's what brings the number way down. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really is. Like, yeah, if you look true. at it, people lived in their 70s and 80s, 100 years that's ago. That's true. And so- Just more people died when they were babies. So that, that, that changes the average. At an enormous rate. Yeah. An absolutely enormous rate. Oh. And they also, a lot of, unfortunately- uh, children did not survive childhood because of the different disease back then that we can now easily cure for. Interesting. You brought up N-acetylcysteine. Am I saying it right? Okay. Yes. I have a question about that. So that's been a supplement for two decades. You could buy it on the shelves. Mm -hmm. More recently, it's been now the FDA said, no, this is a, we're going to try and take this off the market. We got to make it a prescription drug. A lot of controversy around that. Part of the controversy is it was shown to be uh, potentially effective at reducing the severe symptoms of uh, of COVID and other respiratory diseases. So like, oh, that's why they're taking off the market. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, although it is weird. Yes. What's the deal with this? Is it a drug? Is it a supplement? Is it something that we should supplement with? Well, the interesting thing is that um, because we use N-acetylcysteine in our practice, because again, it's, it's efficacious, it works. And the reason why it works is it helps thin mucus secretions and it allows for them to drain. So if your no nose isn't congested, you can actually bring up that mucus. And what is why is mucus there in the first place? Well, mucus goes to inflamed areas to help coat the surface. Right. And so that that's one big part of it. But along with it comes immunoglobulins. And mm. that's the first line of defense, like a secretory IgA. So the problem is that the issue, yes, they might have called it out because of COVID. But the issue is, was it used and noted as a drug first? or as a supplement first. Mm. If it was noted first as a drug, they're trying to say it's always then going to be a drug and not a supplement. Because we're dealing with the same thing that everybody else is. We may have to take it out of our products. Now, Amazon, we don't do a lot on Amazon, has already preemptively said yeah. no one is- yeah, and I had no to buy it on another system. site. And That's now, right. and what it does, when you, take it, when you take it, it raises glutathione on the liver. It's also good for liver, for liver health. Is that true? So it's a precursor to that. So okay. if you look at um, sulforaphane, you look at taurine, you look at uh, cysteine, N-acetylcysteine, uh, even selenium is a precursor to glutathione. Got it. So these help make glutathione. Why is glutathione that important? Because ultimately that is the mother antioxidant that we're all looking to promote more of and create more of in our own body because it's way more powerful than even fruits and vegetables, which produce those same or give us those same antioxidants. Interesting. All right. Let's talk about this hair test uh, that you had us do. What is, why test hair? What does the hair show us that other tests don't? I'm assuming because it stays on your body. It grows. You can see a timeline of buildup of of potent, potential minerals and stuff. Is that yeah, part of it? You've done your homework for sure. No, I just I literally just thought. <laughs> no, of that, that right. that's uh, that's okay. that is exactly right. So when I first heard about hair tissue mineral analysis or minerals and metals testing, um, I was super skeptical because I'm like, oh, okay, I can kind of get urine testing, saliva testing, blood testing, but why the hair? So it's interesting. The hair has been used for almost 100 years, since 1929, to test for toxicity-based levels. Mm. And one of the more <laughs> famous studies recently was actually used in, uh, in Spain. They looked at children who lived in Catalonia, in Spain, uh, that lived near a biohazard waste incinerator. So that means all of the waste would go to this factory, it'd be burned, and it would go up in the atmosphere. Right. And they would actually look at the levels, and they could see the levels of these toxicity in these kids here. The military uses it, the government uses it, and, and again, I'm, I'm skeptical by nature. But what it was actually the first lab that I ran over 20 years ago now to help me understand oh, okay. my body to a better degree. And then the research has just gotten so much better. Um, for, so, for example, like 10 years ago, great research showing the actual studies called uh, reliability of intra and interlaboratory hair tissue analysis testing, comparing uh, blood work mm. analysis. So they actually did it one for one. Now, I just want to put a caveat out there. 
We do not use this instead of blood work. And I highly do not recommend using this instead of use blood both. work. We use both. Right. Yes. Because you want to look at both. This is meant to do one thing, which you actually just called out. The here is a protein. It's tissue. It's actually living. And when your body comes in contact with using minerals or heavy metals, it's either going to uh, break it down through the liver and it's going to be excreted through bowel movements, or it's going to break it down still through the liver, but it's going to excrete it through the kidneys as urine. So you can, you can look at these through the urine as well. Uh, here is just the simplest, which I'll talk about in a second, or it's going to store it in body fat, or it's going to store it in your brain, which is why we see such high levels in body fat in the brain of metals. Mm -hmm. Your, your body fat is 200 to 300 times more toxic than your blood because mm. you can't have it in your blood. So you're, you either, you can get rid of it through your liver or your kidneys or your can't. And people are like, well, see, you know, your body's detoxing. Sure. But if it can't keep up, it stores it in body fat. Got this it. is why people can swell up. I mean, they get a lot of toxicity based issues or Herxheimer issues when they're losing weight. Cause when they were oxidizing adipose tissue, all of that is coming into their bloodstream now. So Herxheimer, that's, that's when you, you lose weight and all of a sudden you feel like complete garbage and it's because you're burning body fat or using it for energy but also because there's stored toxic elements in there, now you're getting exposed to those. So you go through this 100%. period of feeling shit. Okay. Estrogens, heavy metals, bacteria, virus, dead viruses, all of these things can be stored there. And now your liver has to process them again. So when you are losing weight, just make sure you are giving your liver more of what it needs yeah. in order to detox. Now the hair, your hair grows at about a quarter inch per month. So what we like to do is do about an inch and a half of hair. Now, none of us have an inch and a half of hair really, right? So what do you do? Well, if you test, we just know like, okay, we're working with the person. Oh, you tested a quarter of inch of hair. So we know that your analysis is based on the last 30 days, Got it. not three months. So you can look at a timeline of 30 days through that. 100%. I see. And you can actually choose yourself. Oh, I only want to look at the last 30 days. Because all the, the lab is, it's very simple and straightforward. So with Adam's test, you got to see two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets very I knew I knew this was coming. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew the, I knew the hair joke was coming sooner or later. So, <laughs> so, so how we look at it though, is we say, His okay. eyebrows grew back. <laughs> and, and you can use, you can use pubic hair. You can use head hair. We prefer head hair. Um, it's going to give you the, the, the best analysis. Okay. But, um, you know, people, people can actually look at that and we can say, okay, this is what it's based on. So we actually know the exposure of what's going on into the body um, because all that's happening when they go to the lab and this kind of is just demystifying this. All you do is take the hair and you're going to burn it and incinerate it to an ash. Mm. That's all. And they do the same thing for food testing. So the only reason we know that a lemon is high in potassium is because we burn it. We look at the ash. We say, oh, there's a lot of potassium Got it. in this ash. So all we're taking is the hair, burning it, looking at the levels. And then we're saying, based on the human body, all levels aren't meant to be the same. That's the only thing that the, uh, this is on PubMed. That's the only thing PubMed found is that when you look at blood work and you look at a here analysis that you can't read them one for one because mm. they all go by their own levels. And so when you go by your levels, all you're looking for is optimal. <clears throat> so you're supposed to have more calcium being excreted than magnesium at about a seven to one ratio. It's 6.67 to one ratio. You're supposed to have more sodium than potassium being excreted because sodium is extracellular, potassium's inside the cell. Got it. So what we do is we look at all your minerals, your electrolytes, which are calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. And then we look at all of your minerals and we're looking at essentially, uh, we will go through this, manganese, selenium, zinc, et cetera. Mm. We can look at that. And then we look at five of the most pervasive heavy metals, uh, aluminum, mercury, arsenic, cadmium and lead. Mm. And if we start to see any of these, we say, okay, 
this for sure shouldn't be in there. Why are these in there? And we'll start to talk more about Interesting. it. You know, you were talking about fat, um, storing uh, some of these things. Does that mean that if you're lean, you don't have a place to put these toxins? Or does that mean it's better to be lean because you don't store these toxins as much? It's a, it's a really great question. So if you are lean, you can actually start to gain body fat unknowingly to you, meaning like you don't know why you're starting to gain more body fat. Because your body's looking for a place to store this That's stuff. Right. Wow. So and it, it changes its in way. So I did a show called, you know, basically, I don't know if it's called toxic fat or something like that, but literally your body, because it's going to, or it'll store it in your brain. So it will store these metals wow. somewhere in your body wow. if it can't excrete them fast enough, which is why sauna is so important. And I feel there's a lot about cold therapy and I love cold therapy. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but sauna is so much better. Oh, if yeah. you can only pick one, you need a better excretion method and less shocking to your nervous system. Most of us are already stressed. Yeah. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not against cold therapy if you know how to breathe and relax into the process, uh, but sauna is for sure. What, what about steam room? Is that similar or not as effective? Nope. Steam will work as well. Okay, yeah, it's cool. just usually as we're going just through this, there's a toxic this element out, to it. Yeah. Okay. Because if you are not filtering the water for steam, yeah. you are breathing in all of the metals and mm. chlorine vapors into your lungs, which they, again, talk about depleting methyl Man, donors. you got to ruin my steam yeah. sessions. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that infrared has to be one of the best saunas than like what we have here, correct? An no? infrared sauna. Uh, so I love both. I have a big barrel outdoor sauna yeah. and then an infrared sauna. Mm. An infrared sauna is better at detoxification in terms of metals. It does oh, okay. a better job. Interesting. Mm. You know, back to the fat thing. I remember reading, you know, uh, uh, THC from cannabis gets stored in your fat and they actually showed people losing lots of body fat mm. would get a rise in THC in their blood. Have you wow. seen this? So I was going to, I was going to mention this. I don't know how deep we wanted to get. Um, one of the reasons why, and I work with, I work professional athletes. I work with all sorts of different people. When let's, I'm just not, I'm not going to name names. There was a professional mixed martial artist a couple of years ago who tested high on testosterone and he may have, may not have used it for two years. And because some of these can actually be stored in the adipose tissue. And when he cuts 20 to 30 pounds, over the period of six weeks. So typically, like for mixed martial arts or wrestling, wrestling not so much anymore because they've they've helped high schoolers not to yeah. deplete and die, which is great. Um, but let's say like, let's say you are you fight at uh, 155. You're typically walking around 185 to 190 pounds. Yeah. So then you're going to get down to like 175, 172, 175. And then you're going to just deplete water weight and some body fat the two days or three days before. Yeah. Well, everything's getting released during that massive depletion wow, process. Wow, that's weird. And so if they test your blood or urine, guess what's coming out? Yeah, oh, whatever was stored in there. Mm. That wow. is so crazy. Yeah. And okay. so people can test positive for that. And they legitimately, may they used in the past, but they may not have used it for the last six months to a year as they're packing on what? You know, 30, yeah, 40 bulking. pounds. Between, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. Just gave them a new excuse. Yes. That's <laughs> interesting. All right. All right so, hair, so the hair stuff. So we sent in uh, samples of our hair so that you could test us. And we have yet, we don't know what these results show. So I have no idea what you're gonna say. I really hope you're not gonna surprise us with something crazy <laughs> here on the show. We'll just edit it out, by the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Feel free to edit. But you, you did our hair. You did all of our hair, and you're and you're and you're basically looking at. I'm. I'm also. You didn't hear this, but we were out there talking. One of the things I'm really excited about is uh, Dr. Kral was talking about how uh, helping us read. Like I can't. I've never been able to like read my my blood work. I normally send it over to Sal. Sal, what is my good? Am I bad? Whatever. 
Um, and I, I'm really excited for you to kind of teach us like some. I, fun I scare him on purpose. So, yeah, I'll yeah, say yeah. weird stuff to him. Like, yeah. Oh, this looks bad. I'm really know. excited to <laughs> yeah, to, like, to learn some basic fundamentals on what I should be looking for, what's good, what's bad, and yeah. like how to unpack. Yeah, this. and also the ranges. Here's what's interesting yes. to me. There's always this range that you get from LabCorp or whatever. But I know better that range is it doesn't necessarily mean optimal. So you could right. be within range, low or high, whatever, but that not necessarily mean you're okay. It just means you're maybe not in a really bad disease state or whatever. 100%. I mean, if it, that's a, it's a good example. Let's say hemoglobin A1C. If you're a 5.7, okay, well, one more point, you have type 2 diabetes. Yeah. But like, okay, we're going to wait then for you to get type 2 diabetes or we're going to do something now to lower that. Right. So with blood work, you really never want to be at the top 25% or bottom 25% of the number. That's variable based on which one marker you're looking at, but you Got really it. want to be closer to the middle. And when you look at this lab, and, and that is part of, I do case studies on my podcast. I do things that I just want to teach people how to read these labs because um, there was a doctor, uh, he's still around, Andrew Saul, he's a PhD, wrote a book called uh, Doctor Yourself. And you know, regardless of, of what you think about the book, I like people to be in charge of their own health. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys want people to be in charge of their Definitely. own body, their it's own nutrition, their own exercise. Yeah. You can't rely on, you can't even rely on your health coach or naturopathic doctor or, or medical doctor because you're with you every minute of the day, right? So it's like, you have to know about you. And then uh, people should pass this on then to other generations for your kids. Like you should know how to read labs, not as the practitioner, but to a general degree. So when we're looking at this hair tissue mineral analysis, the only thing that throws people off is that the graph is vertical up and down versus horizontal. Every lab you've most likely ever read has been horizontal yeah. graphs. Yep. So that's the thing that throws people off. So if you want, you can literally turn it on its side and people are like, oh, okay, I get it. Otherwise it's like, holy cow, what's going on? Like, why here? is it going so high? And yeah. so you want to be within a range. The nice thing about this uh, minerals and metals test is that shows you the blue wave and you just want to be within the blue wave. And then there's a black dash across the middle. That was oh. like, if you were ideal, if you were perfect, that's what it would look like. And, and but you don't have to be there because again, there's this bioindividuality where not everybody's going to be right at that black line. It just means, okay, that's the median. And the other thing to know about this is that it's not even just about, okay, you're within range. It's always about ratios. So the entire human body works in partners, antagonists, and agonists. So the best example is cortisol and melatonin. If you have high cortisol at night, you're not going to be able to produce a lot of melatonin, mm. which means you're not going to get the deep sleep, the rejuvenating sleep that you need. Well, in a scenario like this, if you have high copper and you have low zinc, or even copper is a little above zinc, then you're not going to have the best immune system that you need, Got the it. production of testosterone, et cetera. So we read this also in terms of ratios. Got it. I'll have you know, by the way, we did two of these. So the, the first one we did, all of us have short hair. We're like, mm. we can't get enough hair for... So we did body hair, <laughs> but that was hilarious, by the way. I'm here shaving my chest, trying to make it work or whatever. Anyway, we sent another one. And so what you got was head hair. Head hair, so, good. Yeah. Yeah. So we came back and did another one for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so what I'll do is I'll go through each one. Typically when- And then you're going to give us an award, like who's first place, second place, third place. <laughs> so there'll be a lot of gold stars handed out okay, here today. Yes. We're very competitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Our, I mean, how were we- Generally speaking, I mean, when you, you've done 20,000 of these tests. Were you like, oh, shit, I got to tell these guys bad news? Were you like, yeah, they're very good? Well, I actually, so I, oh, I was hoping some, some from wild irregularities so we could talk about some of the things that we see in our practice. But you guys eat well, 
you exercise, you're doing a lot of the right things, mm -hmm. but still there are some discrepancies. So you're going to see some similarities because you're four fit guys who do a lot of the right things, but you're also going to see that bio-individuality. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're going to talk about here okay, today. Fair, cool. So typically someone would run this lab, they would then get on a video call and we would ask you a little bit about your symptoms in story first. We're not going to do that today. We'll just play Hey, let's go through this lab and you can see if it matches up. Should we'll I be holding mine too? Is that what I'm um, We're going to go through one at a time. Oh, so, yeah, do me first. and I'll just kind of run through, and then by the time we get them, you'll be able to see the the different similarities. So we'll go over Adams first. Um, I always have to again. I take client confidentiality uh, confidentiality very uh, very strictly. So I have your permission to absolutely. Yeah, we okay, can share great. all the stuff. So, because this, this <laughs> is millions like, of people. You yeah, exactly. This, it's going out to obviously <laughs> a lot of people. So, what we're looking at the first four markers are calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. These don't show. Oh, I'm taking in a lot of calcium, so my numbers are going to be high. Mm. This shows stress on the body. Okay, mm. so you're looking at the sympathetic nervous system versus parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. And here's how that works. So when you are very stressed and you're producing more of the neurotransmitter norepinephrine or more of the stress hormone cortisol, you're going to be pulling in more calcium into the bloodstream, making you more calcium retentive, which is why men, one of the reasons men are more prone to cardiovascular issues. If you pour more calcium in, pull more calcium in, you're going to create more plaque. You're going to create more mm. uh, stenosis of the arteries. That's very common in men. Yeah. So, so basically wives stress us out and that. <laughs> and then we end up with, yeah, <laughs> dying a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll also see higher levels of sodium sometimes. Higher levels of sodium is because we also produce another stress hormone called aldosterone. Mm. That makes our body retain more sodium, so it can be puffier, especially right, right. with high blood pressure, swollen ankles versus potassium. All right. So we'll go through these. So when we look at yours, Adam, we say, okay, do first we look at macro. Does everything fall within the blue range? And we say, no, your phosphorus does, your zinc does your mag uh, magnesium does. Okay, so that's our macro and your manganese kind of does. So when we look at your calcium, we say, all right, calcium is above magnesium. So you might say, well, my magnesium is good then, but it's actually not. So you're deficient in magnesium because magnesium is what calms the sympathetic nervous system. So calcium is an ind indicator of fight or flight and stress. And magnesium, if your body has enough magnesium stores wise, yeah. it will help to bring down calcium and keep your body. Bro, is this so, why when you supplement? I know, with I know this is, so what's really fascinating about this mm -hmm. and that's cool is that uh, recently um, one of our partners came out with a, a really good magnesium product, uh, sleep product. And uh, I swear of it's one of the most impactful supplements I've ever taken. Now, what that led me to believe is that there's something magical in their supplement is that more than likely I was probably magnesium deficient because I literally can feel the difference when I take that supplement and when I don't. But what's interesting mm -hmm. is that you're saying I'm still low. So even though I supplement with that pretty regularly, I'm almost every single night. It's rare that I actually miss a night right now. Yes. I still am a little low because of how high my calcium is. So how, how, how many milligrams of the product do you take? Oh, do you know? Do you know what the no, milligrams are? I don't are? remember. No, well, how many capsules do you take? Because you can't really it, fit in more than like 120 it's a, milligrams. It's a powder capsules. and the main form is magnesium three and eight, but it also mm -hmm. has a couple other forms. Maybe Doug can pull it up. But you use one packet, right? That's it. Yeah, you'd be fine mm -hmm. probably, I'm sure, going with, with twice. And and uh, see if it's a mixture. See if it's multiple forms of magnesium or if it's just magnesium 3 and 8. Magnesium 3 and 8 is the very best form of magnesium for the brain. Mm, okay. So it's a great product mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Your body may need magnesium 3 and 8 uh -huh. with magnesium glycinate okay. and some other forms, okay. which your body absorbs better. Just kind of like we were talking about with B12. Got it. But it's good that you hear But don't. So let me say this, though. It doesn't mean that's not working for you. It is. Yeah. You can feel the difference. You feel it calming. But- 
imagine maybe what your levels were before doing right. this. That's mm -hmm. why everybody has to know their, their like what they were, and then okay, you're going to get better. That's why I find yeah. this so interesting. Is that I mean the fact that's I'm, what you thought I was. That's exactly because that, that, I'm not. I didn't think that a supplement like that would be that that impactful unless I was probably deficient mm -hmm. because 100%. yeah you got some people that will take it and they're like oh I don't even really feel it. I mean my wife takes it and she's like oh I don't really notice it it's not a big difference for her but it is like night and day difference when I take it so and 300 milligrams of, of total magnesium total magnesium what are the yeah. forms in there Doug uh, I know there's three lac lactate gluconate magtine uh, threonate and aquamine magnesium okay Okay. That's great. Yeah, okay. absolutely. No, that's, and it's, again, I think that your numbers were even lower then. You started taking this, it started to raise them, but again, not for you. So what I take those 600 milligrams before bed, I wouldn't, I would do 300 in the morning. another time of the day. Yeah. Well, in more, the morning you want to just be careful with, with magnesium because it does take you out of that sympathetic nervous system. Oh, okay. So yeah. you don't want it to drop your energy levels okay. and you're like, I'm too chill, you right. know? Mm -hmm. So you might take it mid afternoon okay. and then before bed. Okay. So that, yeah. that's a great you one can to take look it at. In the morning though. You need to chill a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, you know, you do. All right. I got it. Um, okay. And then when I look at, so this is really interesting because this came up on a few of your reports. Mm -hmm. If you see lower sodium potassium, it means that you've been chronically stressed for some time. Now, when I say stressed, I don't just mean like mind, emotions, right. all the things that go into it, work, et cetera. I mean that you're you have been sympathetic nervous system dominant yeah. for some time, and that has caused depleted levels of your get up and go, your fight or flight, oh. which means most likely now versus five, 10 years ago, you have less energy, less clear thinking, not as much drive uh, than you were maybe five, 10 Dr. years Gabral, ago. Dr. Cabral, if you knew the amount of caffeine yeah. that we consumed on a daily basis, I think <laughs> oh. that's a part of it. Well, that is certainly a part of it. Yes. Because yeah, that, that drives that response. Oh, over yeah. Because we can't all wait, consume- Can't wait for my report. A uh, <laughs> shit ton of caffeine, <laughs> all Lord. of us do on a regular basis. So. so, okay. Now, would that be one of my first- uh, actions that I should take to help that? Would that be to reduce my caffeine consumption? I also know too, uh, I mean, man, after after having the two bouts of COVID, uh, my autoimmune issues are the worst mm. they've ever been in my life. Like yes. right now, my psoriasis has been the toughest I've ever I've ever dealt with. And I'd say my diet's pretty dang good. Not the best, but it's, it's not bad when I, uh, and so battling my psoriasis right now. So uh, obviously I'm having chronic stress. I mean, I would assume that's what that means. Chronic stress, allowing for more inflammation because they're synonymous. Yep. And then that would then that would then leave you open to your predisposed genetic issues, which would be psoriasis, which is a Th1 dominant immune response. Okay. Mm. So your body would be good at fighting off viruses and things like that, but you also then get the negative part, which is the autoimmune issues too. Yeah. So interesting. Um, what I would what I would share with you is this doesn't mean necessarily supplement with more, and we'll, I'll kind of give you the recommendations in a moment because I want to pull all this together. Okay. Um, but it does mean reducing your total stress load okay. for sure and more recovery. Now, the only item we never look at, we just don't look at on this, is iron. Iron should only be tested in your blood, and you want to test TIBC, total iron binding capacity, and your ferritin levels yeah. as well. But however. We've seen this number high a bunch of times. And this then is a danger, especially in men with hemochromatosis. Mm -hmm. So at that point, we say, hey, go to your MD, test your TIBC, your transferritin, your saturate levels, and then look at this. And like nine out of 10 times, it's elevated. And that's, that's it. dangerous. So then if it's a man, they're going to get blood and, and we kind of go through it. Um, your copper levels are a little low. And we're going to see this on a few of your labs. So this will kind of just be a, a, like a recommendation. Your zinc is perfect, but your copper is low. And this is important because- Copper is actually used for mitochondrial energy. It's used for your thyroid. 
It's used to help prevent skin issues, ADHD, ADD, allergies, asthma, um, and many other like energy transportation based mm -hmm. things. So this is an important one because here's one of the issues why it goes low. One, these things just aren't available in the soil. So we're talking about like a hundred years ago. Why yeah. were this one of those issues? Mm -hmm. Since the 1940s, 1950s, there just isn't the same nutrients in the soil. It's just, that's just the bottom line. Even if it's organic, mm -hmm. you're not getting the same minerals in the soil for sure. Um, the thing is though, when you take, so a lot of people, rightly so, were recommended zinc yeah. during the, the pandemic. The problem is zinc pushes down copper levels. Yeah. So you want it for you, you'd be using a product like Balanced Zinc, which contains zinc and copper in a ratio of about 15 to one, because you can't overdo your copper either. That's that's not a good thing. It's oxidative. Right, okay. right. Okay. So um, your manganese is pretty good. We won't get too deep into that, uh, but that's that's an important one for energy, for adrenals, for thyroid, really, really you know, crucial there as well. Uh, your zinc is right on point, so that's great. You still may need zinc for autoimmune issues, et cetera, but you'd want to use one that also contains copper. Um, your chromium is a little low, which is used for blood sugar regulation, and your selenium is a little low, which is used for detoxification. Uh, it is used for thyroid because it helps actually convert usable thyroid T4 to T3, um, and it's also an anti-cancer antioxidant. So we want to optimize that one. Why do I see chromium and selenium low across the board? because it's no longer in the foods that we eat, such a small amount. And we also need to make sure that we are getting more of it if our detox, meaning if you need to detox more, well, you need more of these nutrients. Got it. That's, that's a big part of it. Same for blood sugar balance. So we'll be going over that one multiple times today. Your phosphorus is great, which means though, even though there is stress, it's not wild. Believe me, your stress is not off the chart. One of you guys has stress off the chart. We'll be talking about that. Um, <laughs> Look right at me, didn't you? You are not, your body's not breaking down. I could have told you that without the blood work <laughs> or without the air. Without, you're, not, you're not breaking down to a huge degree. I Meaning like your phosphorus levels are good. So yeah. you're getting in a good amount of protein. You're getting in pretty good recovery. Okay. Your body's staying strong and balanced. As we move on to the heavy metals, the toxic metals that says we look at lead, there's nothing, which is great. Lead's the worst. You don't want lead in there because that's that's the most oxidative to the body. Um, and then we have mercury and you do, so you don't want any mercury. You, you, I'll talk about there's one on here that you won't get away from. It's just pervasive in the environment. So we'll talk about that, but you shouldn't have any mercury. One common characteristic between all four of you was some mercury to varying levels and that weird. shouldn't happen. That is weird. So, yeah, because I, I mean, again, so I run 20 of these, a thousand, 20,000 of these a year, not just like yeah. one year. So yeah. I see, you know, obviously hundreds of thousands of these labs. That's not common. And you can't say, oh, well, that's just anomaly with a test. It's not. They burn the hair. They look at the minerals that's in yeah. it. And this is used by the FBI. This is used by everybody. Look for drug wow. testing, right? So we'll, we'll, we should discuss where this mercury is coming from. Yeah. You don't have any cadmium. You don't have any arsenic, which is great, which can happen sometimes from rice-based products. And you do have a good amount of aluminum. These aren't super high, but any mercury is bad. Aluminum, we typically want it to be below that first marker one. Mm -hmm. And that's because aluminum comes from aluminum foil. It comes from aluminum in antiperspirants. Right. It comes from water. Like you are surrounded by aluminum in this world, aluminum pans, <clears throat> aluminum spatulas. Mm. So we expect that to be in there a little bit. We just want to lower that. And we don't really look at the additional minerals. We don't have to spend our, our time on that. So my recommendations based on this lab, now typically, again, I would do your intake. You're talking about psoriasis. You're talking about other things like yeah. that. I'm going to say, all right, this lab has its limitations, just like every lab. It doesn't tell you anything about your gut. 
It really doesn't. So if we want to run your gut lab, we're going to run the candida metabolic and vitamins test. Yeah. That's called our starter kit. Both of these come combined because I need to see if you have intestinal permeability. I need to see if there's mm -hmm. yeast overgrowth, mm -hmm. fungal overgrowth. Yeah. Is there mold? Like what's causing all of this, you know, the immune reaction as well. But right away, we would start with magnesium. You're already doing that, which is fantastic. We would up your dosage. 300 milligrams is great. Some people need more. You know, for me, I take around 240 to 300 milligrams of magnesium a day. If I take more than that, I'm a little more tired the next day. If I take less than that, well, I'm a little bit more, you know, on edge. Take the right amount. It's the right amount for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that can vary based on the stress they have in your life. More stress, you might need more magnesium for that night. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, after that, we would use a product um, called Adrenal Soothe. The product doesn't matter. It's what's in it. Ashwagandha, phospholocerine. You use this at dinner time to really bring down those cortisol and stress levels. Okay. Yeah, really, really important. Uh, little sea salt and lime in water, especially when you're working out or doing sauna. This is going to give you just a little bit more electrolytes and just help your adrenals with the H. So it's the HPA axis. Uh, mm. People always go bananas if I just say adrenals. It's your hypothalamus telling your pituitary gland how much stress Got hormones it. you should produce. Okay. So the sodium is the sea salt, like Himalayan, Redmond's real salt. The lime is the potassium. So okay. it's going to give you a nice balance to bring you up. Should you never take ashwagandha in the morning then? If people are stressed, so that's the stress hormones immune metabolism test. And again, that's why I run the big, I recommend the big five. Because if you have high cortisol in the morning above a nine, yeah, you take ashwagandha. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And ideally, it's with ashwagandha is great, but I like synergies because not everybody responds just to ashwagandha. So take it with phospholocerine, which knocks down cortisol. Take it with L-theanine. Take it with some Eleuthero. Those are all great to mix Got together. It. Yeah, really, really great. Um, the next one, balanced zinc. I talked about that. That zinc and copper. Take uh, something like a daily activated multi or daily nutritional support, which is what we use okay. because it's all your methylated B vitamins, a little vitamin C. It's everything that your body needs, but not at a mega dose Okay. because B vitamins could be great for you, but we don't need to do a separate, separate supplement. We try to do as little as possible to give you the greatest effect you know, needed. Um, Adam says that. <laughs> and then the last one is the uh, heavy metal detox. So because you show up high in mercury, the heavy metal detox is cilantro. So it's cilantro, crack cell, chlorella, and it's vitamin C. And then we use a biofilm disruptor to pull it out of the intestines as well. Okay, That's been clinically proven that after 42 days, six weeks of using this, this again is on PubMed, that it reduces heavy metals by over 90% naturally without having to do any chelation. What were they again? Cilantro, chlorella. Crack cell, chlorella. Yep. And, and vitamin C. And you take as a supplement? Yes. Oh. Three separate ones. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. And then you can use, we use a biofilm disruptor with it called fluorofilm. And what that does is heavy metals get trapped in your biofilm, right. which gets created by bacteria and parasites Got and other things it. living there. Got it. Um, and then the lifestyle recommendations, of course. So really focused on your seven to seven being on, fine, but do some breath work or different things during the day. We can just turn it off. And then from seven to seven at night, really try to get in that parasympathetic nervous yeah. system. And that's just the relaxation, turning off the blue light, using more salt lamps, meditation, uh, box breathing. Those types of things are really, really great. Yeah. Now, when you were going uh, through uh, all of them individually, so I did hear this common theme. A lot of these could potentially be what's making my psoriasis even worse. I know you said the gut. Obviously, there could be issues yes. there too, which is probably likely. Um, but it sounds like I could improve my psoriasis right currently, right, just by simply getting these balanced out more. Is that likely, or? Well, it's it's a crucial step because stress can lead to gut issues. Right. Gut issues can lead to more stress. It's the first two places we look at for autoimmune issues. Meaning a lot of people have gut issues, but they don't have autoimmune issues. Okay, well, why is that? It's because stress is the trigger. So I wrote about this before. It's, it's genetics, it's environment, but then there's always a trigger. 
Mm. So I work with a lot of people with alopecia. Mm-hmm. I have never met a person that I work with with alopecia that hasn't had a traumatic stress in their life mm-hmm. that has then triggered the alopecia, mm-hmm. which is basically the body saying massive fight or flight here, go to the head. Got it. And so what do we do? Well, the, the stressor may have passed the loss of a loved one, the breakup in a relationship. These are things that I see all the time. It's like literally things that are most important to you that have the deepest meaning. And then that's when the candida mattered right? They had candida overgrowth. So for you, we're running for sure the bacteria and parasite stool test yeah. to look at the either parasites or H. pylori or bacterial overgrowth or yeast, right? But I also would run the stress hormones and metabolism with you okay. to say, is this really high cortisol that we're not even picking up on to that great a degree? Okay. So, but yes, the stress alone can hundred percent cause psoriasis. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Cool. Very, very cool. All right. And yeah, feel free to ask me any questions. Justin is up next. And then so typically what people get is, and I can give this to you guys, you would get a lifestyle recommendation sheet and we would give you uh, nutritional supplements to based on your profile. And then it's always like tweaks we can make to that. So nutrition, supplementation, Mm -hmm. those are the easiest places to start. They're the biggest mover. Because just like you said, I could tell you to do box breathing and breath work and biofeedback to your blue in the face, but if you're stressed, it's not helping. Yeah. But if I give you magnesium, it works right away. Yeah. So then that, what does that do? Well, it allows you then to get to sleep earlier. Yep. That helps. Yep. allows you to then be able to yep. do the box. So like, that's why we do that. Yeah, and yeah. then you can wean off eventually the supplements after about 12 to 16 weeks. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to do all of it with you. So, and we'll share the journey with the audience as I go through all this, because it's been on my list to, uh, to really, I really want to attack the psoriasis. I've never gotten after it like that. Of course, I've made better food choices and try and minimize stress, but not at this level where we start to supplement and eliminate some things and maybe potentially heal my gut. So I'm excited. hundred percent. Yeah. Be happy to help you with that. So Justin is up next. And um, the nice thing is now you have a basis. So as we go through these, you're already going to know a lot of what to look for. So we say, okay, Justin, first off, macro viewpoint, 30,000 feet up, how many of yours are in the blue healthy zone, the blue wave? We say, great, you actually have calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, manganese, zinc, and phosphorus. Wow. So we say, you're doing pretty well. Great. So we say right away, but do the ratios match up? Mm. And we say, okay, let's look at this. Calcium to magnesium, almost perfect. Like legitimately, almost perfect. So Mm. Justin, you wouldn't want to take just a magnesium product most likely, or if you did, it would be a small amount and it would just be before bed. Because if you took a lot more magnesium, it might make you really tired. might make you a little too exhausted. might give you brain fog. Interesting. Because you're shutting down your sympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system even in a greater degree. Now you're in the parasympathetic. Parasympathetic's great, but it has to be balanced with the sympathetic. I've had the opposite of that. That plays into what you're talking about. I took two packets of the 300 milligrams of, uh, and I was super exhausted and foggy the next morning. So hmm. that's interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, and again, we I know nothing about you guys ahead of time. I would have been, you know, asking these things, but the the data allows you to know what to do, yeah, and that's yeah. nice. And you're not static. So six months from now, <clears throat> life changes. You say, okay, well, what's going on with my body? So the next thing is though, even though you're sodium potassium, this is a great example are in the ideal zone, the ratio is inverse. It's flipped. Mm-hmm. So your sodium is actually lower than your potassium. You should not have that. What can be the cause of that? Okay. This means typically this individual has a little bit more catabolism. They're breaking down a little bit more than they're building up. They're a little bit more catabolic than anabolic. And right away, if I ever see this, I go immediately over to phosphorus. Hmm. And I say, is phosphorus below that black line? And it is. So you are 
you could be repairing on a daily basis, but you're mm -hmm. at a one for one. Mm -hmm. meaning you're not in an anabolic state. Mm. So you're breaking down more so muscle stress tissue. Stress driven? Am I the stress guy or what? Well, you, this can be... <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Dude. No, you're not the stress guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not you. I, okay. I, I probably don't. <laughs> but it, it, it does mean that you may be under eating, oh, under eating yeah. protein, uh, over fasting, or overdoing a lot of the biohacking things like sauna, cold plunge, et cetera. It's probably the eating. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're extended fasting, mm -hmm. then you may have put yourself in a little bit too much of a catabolic state. Yeah. yeah I went through a period of that where just to try and maintain, uh, you know, uh, leanness, leanness. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was pretty much in that state for quite some time, see probably you, too long. See what you did, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you all guys really gave me a comment. <laughs> no, <he's laughs> Before all my fat jokes, he was, he's yeah. like guilty of that. Well, That's his strategy. Sometimes is he'll, uh, he yeah. doesn't eat. I, just I, a little no, more information. It, I was interested actually in the potassium sodium uh, levels because uh, I had a, a tumor on the adrenal gland and I actually had it removed, uh, removed the adrenal gland. Uh, and because I was, I was not uh, able to uh, bring my potassium levels up. And so mm. it was, it was a real problem, which then like affected my blood pressure. I had like yes. really high blood pressure. And so anyway, I got that taken care of. And so I was curious to see how that balance. Was it's interesting now. that you say that. And that's right on point. So if a lot of people have a pituitary gland tumor or adrenal tumor mm -hmm. or cyst, and it's then hurting exactly what you said, because what happens, that hormone aldosterone helps to regulate blood pressure. So you had high blood pressure that was regardless of diet and exercise and all those things. So you had to look deeper. Now, the, the real question is, are you producing the right amount then of cortisol during the day? Right. And to give yourself the energy that you need in norepinephrine. So in that case, the opposite product from Adam, which is adrenal soothe, would be adrenal energy support. But again, what does that even mean? All it means is that licorice root and rhodiola, if you only use two herbs, those are the two clinically proven to not necessarily raise mm. uh, cortisol, but extend the half-life of it. Because hmm. we know cortisol, rhodiola, once it peaks in the, in the morning, it just starts to precipitously drop for the rest of the day. And that's normal. So you might need, though, to give it a little boost at breakfast, two caps, and two caps at lunch. I and that'll keep you with that morning. extent. Now, because Justin and I are opposite in yeah. this category, is that the reason why I don't like rhodiola? Because I don't like the way rhodiola makes me feel. Could that be the why? Because we're flipped? It could be or a sensitivity to herbs. Mm -hmm. So people with gut issues are just much more mm -hmm. sensitive to herbs as well. Interesting. Wow. Well, so, so far cool. you've sold four bottles of supplements. <laughs> <laughs> I should this have brought them in my charge. You should have. Like, right? You have made yeah. a shit ton of money today. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, and that's the thing though, but we want to teach not just the supplement, it's what's in the supplement and why does it no, work. No, no, no. It's got to be individualized. In, yeah. you, people are literally... Uh, so we they're just taking stuff like I, you read oh this is good I'll take it but if it's not for your body you could be doing the opposite and people yeah. listen to this all over the world though yeah. and you don't have access to the same exact supplement brands all over right. the world so it's like it's not the supplement name that works it's the ingredient that's and right. dosage that's, that's right. doing the and work and for the right person right that's yeah right. Exactly. and all and then also knowing that some of this stuff could be potentially just temporary till you fix the root cause which I think is something that we all are yep. aligned with so. and I, I and I completely agree with that especially with herbs so herbs are medicine. Yeah. You don't need to take them for the rest of your life, typically. Okay. Herbal supplements. Right, I'm not against a lot of them, but you don't usually need... Vitamins and minerals, yeah, we need those on a daily basis. Sure. But herbs, you're not herb deficient, right? So you just need those to get the body back right, in balance. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so again, we're not looking at iron unless it's high, so you're good. Your copper is low, your zinc is within range. So what do we do? Same thing. We're going to boost, boost that copper, copper up. Yeah. And and again, not by taking zinc out, because we know we need zinc for the immune system, for muscle, for the everything. I mean, for balancing inflammation, for actually pushing down heavy metals. So we need that, but we're just going to boost that uh, copper a bit, again, for the 
the learning, the skin, the energy, mitochondria, etc. Your manganese is pretty good, so it's it's right with the low part of the zone. But again, if manganese isn't high enough, uh, you do need to give that a boost. And the crazy thing about manganese is that you're really only getting it from, uh, see if I can remember this off the top of my head, legumes, rice, grains, and nuts. Bro, Those you, are only four. You don't need any of that stuff except for nuts, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, and rice. But yeah, yeah right. I, I've cut out like all beans. Yeah. So, but yeah, I might want to introduce them. It's one of the reasons why a lot of people are deficient in that because they are on a, like a, a more of like a lean and greens. And like yeah, mm -hmm. got it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm not even saying that you need grains, but what it does is then there are some benefits to these things and you could just have nuts instead. Uh, or again, you supplement because some mm -hmm. people, they, they just don't want to eat nuts. So, okay. Yeah. You're just going to take a little manganese. Got it. And, and the crazy thing about manganese is it's one of the, it's like the 12th biggest mineral that we need, but it's only absorbed between like one and 5%, which is crazy. Like it's such a small amount gets absorbed from food. Interesting. So you need to take in a decent amount. The next one, zinc looks great. Uh, your chromium's a little low. Selenium's a little low. We talked about those things. They need to be supplemented with, not at mega doses, just a little bit every day. That's why I am an advocate of a, uh, of a good methylated multi or daily nutritional support, something like Got that, it. just because we're just not getting enough. So yeah. it's just a, it's, I call it like um, your fallback, your safety. If you don't get it through your diet, you're just getting a little bit. And then we said your phosphorus is great. That's really a proponent of, are you taking enough protein? Are you breaking down your body too much? It looks at both protein intake and it looks at uh, tissue uh, degradation. Mm. You have the lowest amount of mercury. You only have one little notch there. So you're, you've got a little bit of exposure. Now, again, you could have the same exposure as everybody else but you may have the best detox out of everybody in this group. I definitely And so do. then you're so then you're eliminating it, right? <laughs> you guys have a big liver. I am the best. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you can actually know that cuz like if you go out and consume alcohol and it doesn't affect you really the next day. That's why day, I said that. Okay, well there you yeah, go. Yeah. And so you have the best detox most of the time. Adam and I are done. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, I've been I'm training the on that list. since I turned 21. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and your aluminum is is still there, and again, that's day, that's literally daily exposure that that typically we all get. Mm. Um, so overall, the recommendations for you would be give up. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I said just be careful with the weight loss, low carb, really hard workouts because okay. it's pushing you more towards catabolism. Jeez, that's like everything, really. That's, that's the only way I do it. No, this is so, great. So I mean, you got so far so so, so, so basically, what we need to do is eat six meals a day and do yoga. That is like so opposite <laughs> of you, bro. Well, it, it, or completely opposite. Recover harder, yeah. right? Okay. So if you go harder in your workouts, you need to recover harder. Oh, he likes Which just that. means more sleep and a little bit more of those rejuvenating what, things. What is that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that that's the recommendation there. Okay. Uh, then a little bit more copper, as we talked about for the hair, skin, nails, uh, poor circulation, if there is any poor circulation. Uh, we Rectal talked about the chromium and the selenium. We talked about doing the heavy metal detox uh, before. Mm -hmm. Either if your protein's not already at a, a one for one with your body weight, you might want to bring it up to your body weight and grams of protein per day. Uh, decrease major sleppers, uh, I should say stressors that are affecting your sleep. Uh, using a product like the Adrenal Energy, if needed in the morning, just to mm -hmm. give you that little bit of get up and go, daily activate multi. Um, and then I wrote for you, and I don't know if this is if this is going to be, or if you tried this before, but using a product like collagen support, which is going to be the other factor of not breaking down tissue. Protein's definitely more important. Like we think of, oh, collagen is like the next big thing. No, protein's so much more important than collagen. But collagen for someone that is, in a more catabolic state can actually be really beneficial mm. for the hair, skin, nails, and muscles mm, okay. and in connective tissue, like tendons, ligament, ligaments that take us out of the game. You got a whole exercise. bunch of that protein in the back, dude. 
Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We do. Yeah, yeah a lot so of collagen back that, there. That will be helpful. Okay. And the last one for you recommendation, if you were to run another lab, it would be that um, stress hormones, immune metabolism, just to see if your cortisol is too low, mm-hmm. which is not usually the common one, but it could be. Uh, and then just to optimize, look at your vitamin D, look at your thyroid. Like what if you're low thyroid and that's why you have low, lower energy mm-hmm. than the rest. Okay. Um, and that's it. So oh, overall, great. great. It was a great lab. I mean, it really was. It was a very okay. good lab. Awesome. Sal's up next. Ooh, the real fucked up one. No, I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't look too bad. <laughs> let's, let's check maybe it Maybe I don't know how to read it right. Well, let me turn it sideways. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, when I look at uh, Sal's numbers, I'm looking at, okay, what's what's inside the zone? Well, calcium, magnesium are, are perfect. They're right at that ideal zone. Mm. Then I'm looking at zinc. That looks great. And phosphorus is great. Okay. Mm. So now we have at least a base point. Now, the interesting thing about Sal's is that both of his uh, electrolyte markers, so calcium to magnesium is your first most, most important ratio. That means is your body's ability to respond to stress adequate? That means is magnesium at the same level as calcium? Mm. And the answer is yes. So- Sal could be stressed, but he's getting at least enough magnesium or his body's parasympathetic work, nervous system is working well enough to balance the sympathetic. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Then I look at, all right, sodium, potassium, they're both low, not super low, but they're low, but they're in ratio. And that means that there's not necessarily the same catabolism that we just saw with the low phosphorus. That was Adams. Yeah. Yeah. He's losing muscle. I'm building it. Uh, <laughs> I was, it was low Justin's, so yeah. I apologize. It was wow. Justin's. So, <laughs> so you are are you're not losing muscle tissue exactly. No. You're not losing muscle mass, even if you're going lower carb, even if you're yeah. doing whatever, because you're at a net one one. You're at a you're at a you're at a balance. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's a good thing. Now we still know that there's a little amount, and this is most of us in the in this world, in this West at least, there's still a greater amount of stress on the HPA axis, on the nervous yeah. system, than there is calm. Okay. And that's again, that's prevalent. Um, you've got family, you've got work, you've got workouts, you've got, there's a lot that goes into it. a lot of kids, man. A lot of kids, that'll do it for sure. (laughs) I understand that. Uh, Now, if we move over to iron, iron's looking pretty good. Copper's very low. So copper's, like you're you're only at four notches yeah, on I need that. To supplement with that then, huh? So for sure. And and again, when I look at um copper, I'm saying, okay, energy balance, thyroid, adrenals, believe it or not, copper gives you the pigment in your hair. It's good for the eyes and the pigment in the skin as well. Holy cow. That's why you great. Is that why I got hella gray hair? Got hella gray the last two years. It's it's my opinion. If it comes on quickly, oh. it's a great depletion in copper at a very fast rate. Because Grain hair comes from lack of copper, but also oxidation in the body. Bro, my Stuff hair got, mind. I mean, I've always had gray, you know, whatever, but it got gray real fast in the last like four years, three years. Yeah. And people always say, well, if you're getting gray in your hair, that means something's off. Everybody's getting gray hair. Like, like there's, I've never seen an 80 year old with, right. you know, like it's happening no matter what. It happens from oxidative stress in the body, not just stress, but oxidation. Got it. And lower copper can be one of those things. So people are like, oh, you need zinc for your hair. You need zinc, you need vitamin C, you need glutamine, you need your B vitamins to ward off stress and help rebuild tissue. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. But copper is what helps with the pigment. Now, okay, so because my zinc is good, does that mean I should just supplement with copper? Yeah, so it's 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 an interesting way and a good way to look at it, but the answer is always no. Okay. Because copper, you never want copper to be put in the body without its Playmate without okay. his So the same zinc. supplement you recommended to, the, to, to Adam would be- Always in a 12 to 1 ratio. Got it. Yep. Okay. okay. 15 to 1, 12 to 1. Because I do zinc supplement relatively regularly with zinc, mm-hmm. uh, but I never, I never, I don't have anything that has copper in it. Yeah. The, the balanced zinc is, is really important because if we, let's, again, we didn't go into this today because I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but if you look at the ideal marker, calcium is a 40, magnesium is a 6, uh, sodium is a 25, potassium is a 10. You see how like 
they're all mid range. They're all yeah. leveled out for you. Yeah. But that doesn't mean everything's supposed to be equal in the body. If we look at copper, copper's a two point five. Mm. Zinc's a twenty. You're supposed to have more zinc in your body than yeah. copper. Got so it. that's why the ratio is supposed to be more like a twelve to one or a fifteen Got to one. It. All right. Got it. Okay. Um again, chromium and selenium a little bit low. Not too, we don't that's pretty normal for us. That's that's what we see over over every lab. Okay. And your phosphorus is perfect, which means that you're at least building up, you're putting back whatever your body's breaking down. That's a good thing. Recovery mm -hmm. looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. And uh, protein's probably adequate for your body. And I know that you've put on a lot of muscle over the last year. Yeah. So certainly you're in more of an anabolic than catabolic state. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So Doug is the stress kid. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the mercury me. though with me, huh? I, I still got the mercury too. We all do. He said that. He said yeah. that at the beginning. We, we, yeah. we all have got, so yeah, there's something so we're got, all doing, huh? The, and it is because it's not common. Yeah, I mean, so don't get me wrong. Mercury is very common in the environment, but I would never see it typically if I were to look at, this is like a, either a really strange coincidence or it's something that you are all doing it has to collectively. Be. It has yeah, to be. That's why I said I would agree with that. That's why a supplement, a drink or something that we're yeah. all taking so it, or something. It can a place be. we're eating on a consistent basis I mean, together. What supplement do we all take this together all the time? I take more supplements than all you or, guys Or let's just say that over the last 30 days because that's it. what this is looking at. So we are looking mm -hmm. at either... Fish, which is the most common. Yeah. We like sushi. And you know what's funny? You had the lowest mercury, Justin. And, he and you eat, eat the least amount of fish. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it could. Yeah. It, it's, so the, <laughs> always me. the most likely marker or the, always the most likely cause of high mercury is fish. Okay. 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, during college, I, I've said this before, but every night after my regular dinner, a couple hours later before bed, I had minute rice. I had a can of tuna. And olive oil on top. That was like mm. my poor man's college dinner right yeah. there. Mm. My mercury was through the roof oh, shit. when I had this done when I was like 19, 20 years old. I'm like, oh, well, how's this happening? Well, you're eating that much tuna. So tuna and swordfish are the two biggest ones to stay away from. If you eat sushi, you're just going to stick more towards the lower mercury fish. Got it. And you can still do it. Got it. You know, if you okay. choose to. But I'm going to do the supplement you said. You said that that'll, that'll help. You want to do the heavy metal detox. It's only six weeks long. You can add on to whatever you're doing right now. And so essentially great. what you're saying is Justin's the least metal out of all of us. Oh, yeah. damn, bro. I don't accept yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I would have never guessed. <clears throat> so overall, pretty good. I mean, the lowest we ever see aluminum come back is two notches, two ticks. Okay. Yeah. And I know people can't really see this if they're listening, but basically it's the number of little black dots going up that tells you how much of that thing yeah. you have. Yeah. And so yours is only three. I've only seen it in 100,000 of these at two. Oh, and wow. that's because, again, you're getting it from essentially all of your cook utensils, the inside of, um, you know, uh, of aluminum bottle, like everything has Got aluminum. So it. your job though is just to keep it low. Minimize it. That's it. Minimize it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so overall, a, a great lab. There was a couple recommendations here. Uh, there's signs certainly of stress with the lower sodium to potassium. Okay. That's the NAK. So um, this could be though, I always say, uh, I think we just chatted about this with you with magnesium. I don't know, Sal, if your levels were lower a year ago. Yeah. Right? How do I know? I have no idea. Yeah. Or what if they were much higher six months ago and now they've come down? <laughs> Got it. So if you run this once a year, you can see your trends. trends. That's it. really what you want. Because I can't important. tell you if it's better or worse. Like, are you doing something that's better or worse? Yeah, it's only one, one, just one snapshot. So okay. at least I can tell you, well, keep working on the parasympathetic nervous system activities. Um, and then again, when training, do a little bit of that, that lime and, and sea salt water. I think that's very, very helpful. You can just drop it in some of that, just squeeze it right in there. Cool. And then um, the balanced zinc for the low copper. You, uh, I didn't mention this and I apologize. The Your manganese was really low. Okay. And manganese for you should be brought up. Okay. That's automatically in many functional medicine formulas for a daily activated multi or daily nutritional support. So you really don't need to do more of it. 
Because if you're not someone that's going to eat some grains, legumes, nuts, then you just want to supplement for it. Got it. That's okay. It. What nuts have high manganese? Almonds, uh, pecans. Those will be pretty good. Excellent. Even macadamia. You could eat some of those as okay, well. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, let's see. The aluminum was great. Talked about that. Still doing a heavy metal detox because of the mercury. Whenever we see mercury, automatically we need to get out of the system because it can affect the brain, which can in the future lead to dementia, all those different types of things that yeah. we don't want. So okay. that's going to be gone. And that includes any metal. So I'm not trying to scare anybody. And then if for you, I said, if your sleep, because again, I usually would ask, is not like if you're tracking your sleep and you're not getting 90 minutes of deep sleep mm -hmm. and two plus hours of REM, I would use something like the deep sleep protocol that we use. Got it. And that's because your recovery still needs to be better at night, especially with kids and a lot of demands, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So those are things like the ashwagandha, fossil serine, knockdown cortisol, liquid melatonin. Again, these don't need to be used forever, but non-groggy form of that. Mm -hmm. um, and magnesium. Got it. Three great forms to get you into a deeper sleep. And again, okay. if you're using a tracker, you'll be able to see all right. your levels. All right. All right. Very cool. Uh, that's it. And then just making sure you're getting in your B vitamins, methylated B vitamins okay. to help with stress. And now that'll be in, that would be in a functional medicine methylated multi. And you can look for 50 milligrams of pretty much across You carry all. these, right? I do. Okay. Yep. Good. But let's say you're working with already a functional medicine doctor, naturopathic doctor, yeah. and be like, hey, it shows I'll I have a little bit more I'll stress. I'll get it from you. I, I trust that. you, so I'll get it from you. Yeah. So we typically just say, just start with the daily nutritional support, but then other people, because of MTHFR issues or like with alcohol, you want to use something called an activated B complex. It's just more methylated Bs. Got it. And trimethylglycine, which I didn't mention. Anybody with autoimmune issues, anybody with poor detox, TMG, also sometimes called betaine HCL. Yep. Yep. Is very very helpful. Okay. Now, really if somebody helpful. was going through this whole process with you right now, like, I mean, you're doing this all for us right now. Um, but and you told me a bunch of things. I didn't take notes. Would you also provide like a like a breakdown of like these are all the things we're going to take and the recommendation exactly. of all? Of it? Okay, so that would all. We, so back in, I mean, I learned all of this just like I learned. So I started in personal training 25 years ago in nutrition, and you learn everything kind of the hard way. Nothing wrong with that. And so when I got into functional medicine more than a decade ago, learned everything the hard way. I used to give each wellness client a packet of information. Mm -hmm. And then I realized none of them ever read all it's the too much. Yeah. Yeah. So we give them a one page cheat sheet now. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah, one page. Yep. At the top, you literally cut out your nutritional supplement label and put it in a box that we send you. So it's that easy. Mm -hmm. so like, here's what to take when. Mm -hmm. And then the lifestyle cheat sheet is below. Here's oh, what cool. to refer to for your nutrition plan. We give you a one page cheat sheet for that shopping mm -hmm. plan and, and you're good to oh, go. Because yeah. mm -hmm. you can't it's do everything perfect. in the beginning. So we focus on what's going to move the needle the fastest. Nutrition. And then nutrition extracts, which is nutritional supplements. Right. And then we say, if you're doing great there, let's add on then some sauna, some walking, some exercise. Yeah. Because if you're not already exercising, it's a big ask for people in the beginning. Right. You know? So we, we move there. All right. Doug is our last one for the day. The stress cadet. Yeah. Hey. Doug wins. <laughs> winner, winner. And uh, uh. We, yeah, we said there was one. Yeah. And so when we look at, okay, well, what's- I wonder the why I'm so stressed. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask that question uh, first. Uh, on us. Yeah. Man. So we, we look at, and Doug's, Doug's is, it's, it's interesting, you know, look at that. I, I love the interesting one. So I, I oversee a team of uh, 22 uh, health practitioners right you, now. Did this one come back in a red envelope? Like, well, <laughs> I get to work with the on this. cases the that we typically version. see. I get yeah. to work with more of the unicorns. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll run thousands of labs and the team says, okay, this one's a little bit different. Yeah. You know, let, let's go over this. And I love yeah. to be able to review them. So this, this is the fun part for me. <laughs> so we look at calcium, magnesium. And again, we want them in the blue wave. Yeah. But the chart goes up to 120 for calcium and Doug's at 178. 
Holy shit. So it means it's <laughs> off the chart for calcium. Wow. Now, I'm off the chart. Just want to let you know, yeah. I've seen well into the 300s okay. and 400s. So, okay. Yeah, you don't, don't, you don't win any dog. awards for that, but definitely- I have no idea why. Wow. And then we look at magnesium. Here's the silver lining. Huh. The magnesium is actually keeping up with the calcium. Okay. So there is a lot of stress. Your body is doing its best though to keep up, but you are absolutely becoming depleted on the back end because your sodium potassium is, is quite low. So if we look at this more from a even constitutional standpoint, your body may not be able to take the same stress load as someone like Adams or Justin's. Like if I were to look at, okay, constitutional types, Adam, Justin, then Sal, then Doug. Mm. And, and I'm like, okay, who can take the greatest amount of stress load? Well, it's the largest built constitution, you know, mm -hmm. like naturally. Mm -hmm. You've talked about being a hard gainer in the past. Yeah. Well, you're as big as anybody in this room or bigger. Right. Right. But bigger than Adam, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to say that. But <laughs> let's just say, you know, served him that. it's it's yeah. if you were if you were just leave yourself to your own devices and yeah. eat normally, whatever, yeah. what size would you be? That's yeah. kind of how we oh, look yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. that's how we look at it. Absolutely. Um so that, that's something to look at. So the oh, we'll give you recommendations in a moment. So your sodium potassium, the levels are pretty good, meaning ratio, which matters. It does matter because you're not okay. in a very you're not in a super catabolic state. It just means the chronic stress has been there for years. We're talking like he's all seven five, years, ten, fifteen. <laughs> as long as my pump's been around. <laughs> you know, so running the yeah, running running the day to day, all, all, any different stressors for you. That's quite elevated. There's no doubt about it. We got to give him a massage after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tell me about Sorry, it. Sorry, Doug. Get some release. I'm here. getting stressed just hearing this. No, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to buy him a present. Meditate, well, Doug. If we I mean, the irony of it, there's, this is a little bit ironic. We're going through this right now. I mean, Doug has been had a, had a really rough like 30 days or so. So yeah. it's uh, it's in interesting how much, because uh, you don't know any of this. Well, we you know, so that's no, I, so, I, what's I, so yeah. cool about this, for at least for me, is that I know these guys so well. We all are together every day. And you know, you're pointing out nutritional deficiencies and stuff that are correlated with certain <laughs> behaviors or things going in our life. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, like everybody yeah. is so on point. Well, mm -hmm. and what this means too is, let's say this is just the last 30 days, because again, it could just be. Yeah. What happens is though, it dramatically begins to deplete the things that we don't see in this test, right? Mm. We didn't test any vitamins. It's dramatically depleting your B vitamins mm. like to a, just a massive level, because that's your anti-stress vitamin, your B vitamins. Mm. Mm -hmm. Everything from again, B1 to B12. So our job is to make sure, even though we don't know that, let's say you never wanted to run the Candida Metabolic and Vitamins test. We say, okay, based on this, you still need more B vitamins. But also we need to double down, not just on supplements, because it's not just about that. It's the recovery part of it, the rejuvenation part of it. So if we were talking about your workouts, your workouts would be three times a week weight training with a, with a day in between. Like it would never be back-to-back -back weight training days or then that includes restorative time. So like people are like, well, on my off days, then I'm going to do cold plunges and 40 minute <laughs> saunas at, at 200 degrees. Exactly. So it's like, no, the off days are literally stretching, uh, binaural beats. Yeah. Walking. Exactly. Massage, yeah. foam rolling. If you don't want to get a massage. Knitting. Minutes, yeah, <laughs> knitting. Right. Exactly. I love All that. of those things. You're in the age group so that's, that's a big part of, of reducing this. Yeah. And again, sometimes we're in like different phases, right? This 30 days is super stressful, right. but then we're out of it. Oh, good. We recover. But it doesn't mean that we built back up our reserves. That might take 12 weeks. Now, you recommended at least once a year. Is it overkill for me to do this every three months? So most labs, we run 12 to 16 weeks. And I recommend that for blood work with your doctor. Mm -hmm. If something's off, you don't just rerun it just to run it. You did a protocol that yeah. should rebalance you. Right. Got it. 12 weeks. Now, again, don't start it from the date of the lab. 
12 weeks after you did this protocol, protocol. Right, or should say after you've gone through it, run that lab after that to okay. make sure it's balanced. So the here is the only one that's not a part of that. Uh, and the reason is you need to allow that here to grow back 30 more days minimum after you've completed the protocol. I was going to do the next test in 10 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this one about every six months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. This is the only, the, this is the one with the caveat. Now, the reason why we select this test first, honestly, any child from three years old to, you know, the seniors can mm -hmm. run this lab and it's simple. Mm. Like it's very, very easy to do. That's why we, we like this. Usually we do it. It's called part of the starter kit. It's a partner to then your vitamin levels and gut okay. testing as well. You want to look at the whole thing. Now, Doug, you also had one other uh, one that was interesting and that was copper. Mm -hmm. above zinc. And so this is a, this is called copper toxicity. Now, again, those are just terms. We don't want to scare you saying, oh, there's too much copper. What happens is when there's too much copper in the body though, it can lead to skin rashes, ADD, anxiety, low mood, mm -hmm. um, adrenal issues, energy issues, and low immunity. So mm -hmm. it might take you longer to recover because it's also driving down zinc. Now it doesn't, you could be taking in too much copper, possible. It's usually not the case. Most people are higher in copper than they are in zinc is because their zinc supplementation is not high enough to drive down copper. Mm -hmm. So he's an example of he would only take the zinc 100%. where we would take the copper and zinc. 12 and if he took more copper, that would be toxic to his body. Got it. Mm -hmm. So you want to take- That's so crazy. Huh? It could also be the pennies that he eats sometimes. The pennies. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> yes. Less, less of the mm. Moscow mules and the, yeah. the copper cups that's and all right. that. Um, so that would be a bit, that's a big recommendation for you. Like there's two red flags and that's stress. And then the other one is the higher copper. Uh, phosphorus does look good. I mean, the nutrition looks probably like it's on point um, in terms of keeping your body from being too catabolic. However, it's not affecting the nervous system. The nervous mm -hmm. system in your body's rebuilding are different, mm -hmm. right? Your nervous system is innervated by your brain through your spinal cord, telling everything else what to do. That's the autonomic nervous system. It's perception of stress. Now it can be real stress uh, or it can be imagined stress. Either way, it's stress in the body. Uh, your mercury was fairly elevated. Your aluminum is pretty good, but again, there's that mercury there for sure. It's coming from environmental factors, water, contamination in a supplement, uh, or it's, uh, it's coming from fish. Yeah. Could there be something environmental in like our studio or something because yes. we're all hanging out? Okay. What the hell would be mercury? In Believe here? it or not, industrial based equipment can give off some of these heavy metals. I don't see anything in here that I can like. We have terrible circulation perceive. in here too. There's no circulation in here. So and I'm in here the really longest every day. Yeah. I work in here basically. Yeah. Do you have an hours. air filter in here? No. No. Okay. Okay. That's, no. that's an easy first one to do. Do you guys work with an air filter company right now? No. No. I can give you two recommendations. You can edit it out if you want. Um, the strongest air filter known to man right now is the IQ Air. It's used in hospitals. Mm -hmm. okay. It's amazing. It's loud. So you would turn it off when you were doing recording and then back on. on It'll clean this room in a minute. Oh, really? It's ridiculous. Awesome. Okay. It's a huge box though. The second best one is the Ear Doctor. And the ear doctor, I'm sure they'd love to work with you and get, you know, because they're a great company. They just came out with a stronger one as well. But this is not a big enough place that you couldn't just use one in here and it would clean it in about 12 minutes really? time. So, definitely so there's that. industrial products could give off mercury in the air? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Depending if there's mercury in the thing itself. Believe it or not, I mean, it's it's not shown to be in high levels, but these new LED lights or things like that with the mercury, if they ever broke, I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. bad for the environment, I right? wonder if for something me, in here, it has to be. all of us are to, It has to be, because the, the, the fish thing doesn't make sense. I have eat, I've eaten the least amount of fish I have in a, a very, very long and I, time. And I stick to salmon. I don't eat like- Yeah, I, so I, that doesn't- Salmon's a 
Oh yeah, if you're eating salmon, salmon's a low mercury. Yeah, fish. I don't eat. Yeah. yeah, I don't eat lots of tuna. Yeah, I've had hardly any lately at all in the last like three. Got to be something days. here. That's and, what, and it's harder to test. You'd be able to, but the environmental air. Are they burning anything mm. around this area that's giving off was, mercury? Was, in the environment? was Doug the highest in this area too? Yes, he was. Okay, yeah, he's see, in now, here the most. Doug's the highest. I think I was the second highest. I'm in here the second most. Well, how many do- how many dots do you have? Well. He just turned this into a bragging thing. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Almaden known for mercury like way back in the day? I think it was. Yeah. yeah they had the mine there. So what, I have, I have so uh, mining is one of the m- number one reasons for high mercury. Mm. But I'm I not saying that's dots. it. But okay. You had five of mercury? I mean, yeah. Oh, Doug is five as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Doug five. and I are both five. It's in the studio. Probably. 100%. We got to clean the air in here, dude. Um, I, yeah. I get one for here and one for, you could do the smaller one in here. And the larger one for your fitness area. Done. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. I would yeah. do that. That's I don't know if you get commission, but you just made a lot of money. <laughs> uh, I'm sure people aren't going to go through me. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, again, I recommend just like you, the best companies in the industry. Yeah. We do, yeah. we do two things, right? We create protocols that are third party tested, so they don't have mercury in them, yeah. and we do at home lab testing. The labs aren't even ours. We just sign off because you need a doctor to sign off on your labs. That, okay. That's basically it. Okay. We just recommend great products from great companies, and that's who we recommend. No, we like you. We trust you. That's why we have you on the show. Yeah. Appreciate that. And then, so just recommendations, um, Doug, I, I, I actually said for you too, um, looking at three meals per day um, and making it easier on digestion. So one of those might even be a shake. For now, if you're this, so the more stressed you are, the weaker the digestion. Mm-hmm. It's just automatic. Mm-hmm. If you push the lever down on this side, great. You get the energy, the go, 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 the mm. don't mean the drive, but then you get weaker yeah. recovery and digestion. So at least for right now, during your higher stress time, this goes for anybody, whether they just lab or not, easy to digest foods. Like you cook your vegetables, you turn your potato into sweet potato, like you mash it, you do yeah. all the things just to make it easier for digestion or use mm-hmm. BT and HCL or ginger tea or a little ACV and water and digestive enzymes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I feel terrible, Doug. I think we we're, we're going to kill Doug, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're going to help Doug out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, there was there was a little bit for everybody to work on, and we saw some similarities. Yeah. We saw some differences, um, but then we saw a few commonalities. The commonalities, though, was the lower chromium and selenium. Okay, we know yeah. we need to work on that. A little bit extra stress. That's not uh, too wildly different, um, but we saw that mercury, and that was a common thing that is not typically seen through the four of you. So that's one of the things we want to work on. It makes the most sense to do, to to assume it has to do with our work. I totally think it's that. Yeah. Yeah. I I 100%. So having a filter in both places and then doing your, uh, your protocol of getting that out of our system. hundred percent. Now, if it is in the environment and we are filtering it and we can't locate what it is, would it make sense to take those supplements all the time, considering we may be exposed more than the average person? A lot of people, I, I don't prefer to do that. I like okay. it almost like you're cycling on creatine and off creatine. Got it. That type of thing. Meaning like if it's a six-week protocol, you'd wait at least six weeks to 12 weeks to then do it again. Got it. Okay. Now, but it does make sense. If you cannot remove yourself from the environment, then you need to continue to use the supplements. So a really good example is like people you know, ask all the time, do I need to continue to do the sleep, you know, ultimate sleep protocol? Well, the answer is if you are not in a position to get good sleep because you can't turn off your mind, mm-hmm. the difference is you either turn off the mind with the nutritional supplements and you get great sleep and you recover, or you decide, I don't want to take the supplements forever, so I'm just not going to sleep at night. Yeah. Right? Like, well, what's more important? Exactly. Sleeping at night yeah. is way more right, important. Right. So use the nutritional supplements, especially since they're not mega doses. Okay. We would only do a high dose. Like, um, so Doug, for instance, we would use 50 milligrams of zinc with you for 12 weeks. And then we would taper that back. We might even use 75. Like if you had, if you got 
a virus. We yeah. won't say which one because we're not providing medical advice. But you would then lower that to sub 50 on a daily basis between all of your supplements. But for 12 weeks, we would go higher, drive down copper, and then we would do a normal dose of like 25 to 35 milligrams a day. Now, for us who had the low c- copper, we would take how much? What would, how, what would the dose one be? ratio supplement? Right, but what's yes. the dose of that? So that that's a good question as well. You would use your, let's just say, daily nutritional support powder every day. Okay, so that's about a 15 to 1. Okay. But then for 12 weeks, you would use balanced zinc, which is another 15 to 1 Got milligrams. It. Got it. So then you're getting double the dose of zinc, but double the dose of copper. And then after 12 weeks then to 16 weeks, the then you just stick to your every day. Got it. And it should Got be it. enough. Got yeah. it. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Cool. So um, so how do people do this with you? Like if like the people listening right now, they want to do all this testing. How does this work? So we do Two parts. So there's two parts of the practice. You can come in as a brand new wellness client. We do a full 60-minute consultation, listen to your story, understand why these different things may be going on. We just listen to the story. Then we recommend specific labs, because there are over a dozen labs, yeah. that can be done right at home based on your particular symptoms. And then you would run those labs. Then you would get a full protocol with another hour consultation. And then you would take that, you would begin it. And then another four weeks later, we would customize that even more, make additional tweaks to your protocol. Because again, it's based on bioindividuality. Mm-hmm. What if we reckon, you know, most practitioners, even this goes to exercise and nutrition, they do this and they're like, oh, I can't do this movement, even though I know it's great for me, like squatting, because I have this imbalance. Right. Do we just squat through it? No, we're going to correct the weak hamstrings, the weak glute, like adduct, whatever it might be. And then the squats come back in. So that's why the value of having an integrative health practitioner is there. But there are other people just cost-wise that say, hey, I just want to run this lab. And this lab also then comes with a consultation. Okay. So it's a third of the price. Got it. So it's a really great price. And what is this through? I'm assuming there's a website that they would go through? There is. We've... Uh, I know your team and our team have worked together to put something together for your community. So this is only for the Mind Pump community. Okay. And that's, I know that you'll probably link it up in your show notes. Um, If it's not this URL, I will have my team make it this URL, but it's stephencabral.com forward slash Mind Pump. Okay. And that's going to be only for your community. It's going to be a greatly reduced price. Oh, wow. I I believe when this goes live, we'll already have that on our partner landing page too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll say that in the intro then when when I do this. Excited, well, dude. This is great. This was a lot of fun. Very Yeah, I appreciate it. This yeah. always, I mean, this is what I love to do. This is what I do every day is you can literally tell. teach. Yeah, so, no, you can tell. It never gets old. It's like when you find, when you look at a lab, you're looking at what's going on inside the person, yeah. not just the outside. Yeah. And when they start to say, hey, this story matches up with what I see in the lab, well, then you can really say, okay, they get it. They understand. If you do these things, remember, their health, health is an equation, the same with longevity, and it equals deficiencies plus toxicities. If we can reduce your toxicities like heavy metals and we can bring up your deficiencies like a zinc or magnesium, then we can help you rebalance the body. And then the body cannot allow disease to exist inside of it because disease is a subset of deficiencies and toxicities. Yeah. Well, this has been very, very enlightening. uh, Yeah. Enlightening and interesting. So appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. 
The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.